Support for this podcast comes from the International Arts Center on Troy University's main campus, featuring the exhibit Alice in Wonderland by international artist Fred Nall Hollis, running now through April 2021. Mature audiences recommended. Information at troy.edu slash IAC. It's the talk of Troy. Voices and sounds from the campuses of Troy University. I'm Marissa Lacey. In 2018, the Alabama legislature designated December 1st as Rosa Parks Day. On that date in 1955, Parks famously refused to give up her seat on a segregated Montgomery bus to a white passenger. After the vote, Troy University trustee Lamar Higgins reflected on the impact of Parks' actions. We've got to remember the circumstances that happened in 1955 and to make sure that people remember that everybody deserves a seat at the table of justice and equality. Assistant Director of the Rosa Parks Museum, Donna Basil, says it's important to recognize the vulnerable position she was in that day on the bus. I think people a lot of time don't understand the amount of courage it took to do that. She knew that she could have been beaten or killed or, you know, whatever, but she decided that she had had enough of the system and the way that it treated black people. And so she said, no, she wasn't going to move. This week, in honor of the day, the museum is offering free guided virtual tours from December 2nd through the 4th. And Basil hopes that after learning about parks, visitors will be inspired to make their own positive impact on the world. Even one person's actions can bring about a necessary change. And so hopefully that's what they will take away with that, you know, If they are willing in their little circle to take a stand for what's right, then that can lead to major changes. For more information on Troy University's Rosa Parks Museum in Montgomery and events honoring Rosa Parks Day, visit Troy.today. The coronavirus pandemic has interrupted sports seasons, delayed productions, and forced the closure of many theaters. But for Troy University's vocal ensemble, the show must go on. Diane Orlovsky, director of choirs and conductor of concert chorale, says her students have sung in video sessions together until August, when they were finally able to perform in the same space. If you could have seen the reaction of students singing together for the first time, even though they were masked, even though they were distanced uh, 10 feet apart, The excitement and the satisfaction was palpable. You heard that right. They were separated 10 feet apart. The CDC's usual recommendation is to allow six feet, but due to the extra propulsion involved with singing, the music department decided to go the extra mile, or in this case, four feet to protect the students. Scott Sexton, conductor for the vocal group Frequency, says finding a solution was challenging, but the results were worth it. I'm just so happy that we were able to safely make music together. We've turned a bad situation to one that we can be proud of. Price Watson is a senior choral music education major. He admits that his final year with Concert Chorale has been unconventional, but he's proud of the efforts Choi has taken. Practicing has been a bit interesting. The The School of Music has taken good precautions and, and has been very upfront with, we are going to protect our students, we are going to make everything, you know, as sanitary as possible. For more information about Troy University's safety measures, 
for choir rehearsal and vocal performances, visit Troy.today. I'm Marissa Lacey, and you've been listening to The Talk of Troy, a production of Troy Public Radio. The Talk of Troy is now a podcast. Just search for Talk of Troy wherever you get your podcasts.